Hi, this is Wiggly. You might know me as the voice of Super Meat Boy. And maybe another one. But I'm here today to tell you about Shredosaurus TM. Circle C. Yeah, it's something that my buddy Kyle Von Kubik is doing. You might know him as a guy that does things. I'm Wiggly. You might know me as a guy that's always got something up his hat. Wait, his butt. Check out Shredosaurus Brad. Go to don'tdrinkdrugs.com and sign up today. What are you signing up for? A beautiful t-shirt, some other stuff, everything by Kyle Von Kubik. Support the art, support Calvin Cubic, support Don't Drink Drugs. Look at Amy Winehouse. Drank drugs. Dead. Don't be dead. You want choice? We got choice. Ten different ways to wear the Shredosaurus. Rad. Don't Drink Drugs. And they're all there for you to find out about at DontDrinkDrugs.com. 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 Come on, everybody. Let's sing. Don't drink drugs. I'm Wiggly. You can take it from me. A guy to trust that never does anything in poor taste. I'm Wiggly. You're you. Go to DontDrinkDrugs.com. The name right under me that I'm pointing at, even though it's radio. People, go do it now because don't co-op for kids me and don't bang me. Go to DontDrinkDrugs.com. I'll see you there. XX, hello and welcome to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, a weekly arcade game review show brought to you each week. You know it, free of charge, because you're listening to it right now and your wallet isn't any lighter. I am Keith the Robo Duke, and I am joined this week by my favorite. Well, maybe not my. I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to make the other co hosts feel bad, but. Do it. Do it. Make them feel bad. Do it. My favorite co-host, Chris Nico Bun. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm awake. That, that's a lie. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay, actually. I bought a lot of stuff in the recent days, and now I own things, or will own things, in the near future. Capitalism is terrible, but I like stuff. Me too. I bought 
three t-shirts yesterday and i don't need more t-shirts i got two t-shirts in the mail the other day and i got one on the way and i ordered a hoodie after much uh much drama it was its own thing was one of the the sweet overwatch hoodies you were looking at yep that uh, was a nightmare uh, but yes uh, <laughs> this is the year of our lord 13 xx i'm sorry i was going by a different calendar oh you're one of those people yeah it sounded terrible. <laughs> but here in the year of our Lord 13XXXXXX, this week, we're here to talk about Red Earth, otherwise known in Japan as Warzerd, which I'm guessing is a play on Warrior Wizard. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Let's throw it in. It's, it's very likely. Somewhere in there, which was released in 1996. Both developed and published by everyone's favorite 2d fighting comp fighting company <laughs> company capcom their company that loves to fight but at least they used to they used to fight for their brands and their uh signature characters not so much anymore but anyway. no now they just pull other people's characters and make them look horrible even take their own characters and make them look terrible <laughs> I was thinking more the untimely death of Mega Man, basically. But yeah, Sean, all of the characters in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, or Infinite, yeah, I'm sorry, 3 happened already. Uh, they all look terrible. Uh, suck it. Yeah. Which but sucks speaking- because Ultron Sigma, oh yeah, Ultron Sigma actually looks like a cool design if they had a decent art team. <laughs> I know, and I do, I do like that idea in and of itself. Both are very similar villains. Yeah. But uh, back when Capcom was truly king in the late 90s, 1996, I was a freshman in high school. And man, did I love fighting games when I was in high school. You didn't love this one, though, because unless you went to high school overseas, Europe and Japan were the only legitimate releases. That's why I'm so tired. I you know, just got off a plane after going to Oh, you this. were over there playing Red Earth, yeah. yeah. The only released overseas, including Japan, where, as I mentioned, was named Warzard, which I think is a much cooler name, but is really hard to say. Uh, this was released on the uh, CPS-3 system, which was Capcom's own uh, system used for many, well, not actually many fighting games at all. Uh, the CPS-2 had way more games which were all out in the arcades and came out on PlayStation, which was easily convertible to that. CPS three games, not not so good. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good evolution of the child protective services hardware, but by the time three came out, the child protective services two had done most of the work. So uh, most of the, the foster kids had chil- uh, home had children. Well, it wasn't that long. Uh, homes and yeah, things were things were looking pretty up. CPS2 games even had a hard time running on the PlayStation uh, back then. CPS3 games had no chance, and we didn't see any of them until Dreamcast's release on the most illustrious date I've ever lived through, 9-9-1999. I just like it because it's easy to remember because I'm dumb. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the day the Super Nintendo came out or any other system, but I can tell you without a doubt what day the Sega Dreamcast hit the shelves. So... Uh, most people know the CPS3 system because it is the system that was used for Street Fighter 3, New Generation, which I was surprised was released a few months after this game. And I'm I not thought, that surprised. Well, I thought Street Fighter 3 was the first game on the CPS3 system. Well, you were wrong. And there were a few other games released for it, but 
they're all actually just two other games, which were Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, Impact and Third Strike. The other games are JoJo's Venture and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So two other games came out under the CPS3 system. One had three versions and one had two versions. All released between 1996 and 1999 making mechanics that is uh where we should move to next number one i'm gonna throw it out there because it is a notorious game here at we talk games mutant fighter 1992 by data east it's not exactly the same just in the monster fighting kind of way okay 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 just just that it's a game based around fighting a bunch of of monsters and while mutant fighter has more of a wrestling edge to it and is more of a wrestling game with monsters and whatnot just something that crossed my mind i was like oh and it was something we have covered before and my other making mechanic i only have two is monster maulers from 1993 by konami which we also have done an episode of here so be sure to visit wetalkgames.com slash in the can or check your podcast feed I believe it's episode 190. And in that game, it is way more similar to this. That it is a 2D fighting game where you fight. It's a boss rush mode. Yeah, that's definitely pretty much nails what's going on here. I'd like to throw in that uh, yeah, there's definitely shades of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Shadow over Mistara, and the one before that. I know we've covered Mistara. That was, that was a time ago, and it was good. And you should listen I to that think episode. we're still stuck in the bog hole. Well, I don't have anything left to roll anything to get out. So really, yeah. We're stuck there. I'm until... never finding that shoe. It was a good shoe. Yeah, yeah, until Ellis Cohen comes back, I don't I don't think we're ever getting out of the bog hole. That's, where, we're, that's where we've been recording from. Yeah, because the deal is it's got an experience system. There's only four characters you can choose from, which is a little odd for a fighter. But uh, each one levels up as you progress. Uh, you'll get new weapons with some of them, like your main guy Leo. He starts off with rusty sword and a busted shield, even though he's the king of his kingdom or whatever. He's a uh, disgraced king, though. Okay, fair enough. Sort of like Ivanushka in Jack Frost, where you know he that is he not gets the cursed. direction I thought you were going to go with that, but okay. And he, where he gets cursed to look like a beast. Gotcha. And, you know, cast out of his kingdom or something like that. But yeah, without any clothes, apparently. Just shoes. Nothing. No, he's very He-Man. Little loincloth, rusty sword. And he he's the character I, I played the most of. He's the character I actually got through the game with. Yeah, I, I like his visual progression and stuff. You'll also get uh, new abilities as you go on, which may have been a point of contention, I am led to believe. Yeah, the single-player game is a progressive, experience-based game, which is a cool idea and is very similar to Dungeons and Dragons or even uh, what I didn't even think of Knights of the Round. Yeah. Where you yeah, yeah. Up, progress and look cooler. Characters don't change, but it seems like I know Leo's weapons change as he go through as he goes through the game, though he only ended with the bronze sword. That's where I get annoyed. This is a game that expects you to come back again and again and again and save your little seven digit passwords to come back and keep leveling up one of your four characters, which would take multiple playthroughs. I don't know. I'm going to imagine you also got experience for doing versus battles. So, Oh, that's true. That's the thing. I didn't delve into the versus mode at all, which is kind of weak considering oh, there are only four, only characters. four characters to choose from in the game. 
Yeah, but I imagine you get experience for that. And I think the password system would also let you... Like, I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm going to assume on this one, because, you know, I don't actually read anything. There's probably the ability to take the passwords to other machines of the same game, because I'm pretty sure each number just ticks off a certain flag. It's like the Mega Man dot passwords and whatnot. You know, you punch in a combo, and it'll give you a certain set of abilities and progress and whatnot. Yeah, based on whichever character it is, that's all it is. It's like, whoa, what level are you? Okay, so it means you have this weapon, this number code puts you at this level with this character. Yeah, so you were remaining in London and then went on holiday in Milan. You just punch in your password and be like, all right, I am here now in Italy and I will kick your asses instead. And that does give you a one-up on people because in most Capcom fighting games, you pick a character, you can do all their moves. In this, nope, you got to be a high enough level to even have unlocked a good enough weapon to do some special moves, which limits your enjoyment right from the start. I disagree. I feel it helps with the learning curve, really. Like It it, it gives you time to focus on the basics instead of just trying to spam supers and whatnot, and then you learn stuff that works into your play style, and you can try out the stuff that you learn later instead of just, all right, here's everything, Uh, I'm just going to... Hadouken for a few years and never learn anything. I, I like the idea of it. It also incentivizes replay. So clearly it's, you know, a way to trade quarters and whatnot. But at the same time, I think it could have been a little better thought out. I'm not going to lie. Like, I know playing Tessa, I was getting like, all right, you're resistant to poison. You're more resistant to poison. I hope you don't like poison because you're resistant to it again. All right, cool. That's great. Uh, when do I get something cool? Uh, never. Uh, I got a couple of moves out of it by level 9, so it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I think you unlock one at 8 and another at 13, and you I don't got, get any, like, big crazy moves until later. I think you uh, eventually unlock some I think it depends impressive on the special moves. It depends on the character, because I got one for her at, like, 3 or 4, and then one at, um, 7 or 8. I think she learned spells quicker, because, again, she's more extended hit and projectile based. Do you know how orbs are used in this? Because I had no idea how to use those or what I that would do. I think they might boost your supers if you use the right super with the right element. I know um, Tess's supers are more elemental, again, being a mage. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have been part of it. I got slightly better ice supers when there was an ice orb at the active point. I don't know if there's any way to switch it or anything. We've talked about these characters. Let's talk about these characters. We do have Leo, who is a Thundercat, and he used to be a king, but now he's disgraced and cursed at, to be a lion and sent away into nothing. He's your soldierman. He's a big, yeah. tough, sword-swinging guy. We got Kenji, or is he is known in Japan as Mukuro. He's a ninja. He's your quintessential. It's the 90s. We got to put a cool ninja in here with a big V on his forehead. Very gotcha man. Oh, he's so boring. I did not care about him at all. The way he moves around the screen is great. He's fast. He can like jump behind things. He's got like I, it was a throw or something. I just like flip. He does around have the a guy. German suplex. Yeah, he's a fun guy, but just as a character, it's like all right, it's another goddamn ninja. All right, you've turned me around on him. I'll, I'll look beyond huh. his generic ninja dumb and you know Strider scarf to see uh, the man who's a little more versatile than Leo because he has a little bit of reach. I did like his um, disguise at the beginning of each stage, too. It's like, all right, nobody's going to notice the whole blue ninja outfit under this simple hat and vest combo. (laughs) Yeah, no one will know it is me. Very incognito. Hey, man, ninjas are everywhere. Yeah. 
We also have uh, Tessa, who is a sorceress. My wife. You played as her mostly, right? Yeah, I was actually familiar with her from Pocket Fighter, so I was like, all right, let's find where she's from because i think me she too and that's what playing this game I was like oh that's where this lady comes from out of nowhere because she always felt like a big mystery to me having well, played uh, well mine's for a puzzle fighter because she's in puzzle fighter as well i knew she was in warzard i didn't realize red earth was the english at least text port of warzard so i had no idea this is what we were gonna do coming up i fired up like oh it's the pretty witch lady Let's ice things. She uses a lot of ice. Apparently, I, she is from Scandinavia. I'm sorry, Icelarn. Icelarn? <laughs> so, um, that would explain why her first stage is there. But yeah, well, so a lot of ice spells. She, some of her super some other stuff, but instead of a weapon, really, she's just got a staff that floats around and she's got a lot of uh, familiars. Like, she's got cats and frogs and all the other, you know, witchy, wizardy stereotypes flying out she's got a, the bird bro dude the pigeon or whatever the dove it's white yeah that'd be a dove it does this cool loop i guess it would be tied in with either hard kick or hard punch it was one of those two it's mm-hmm. on the shoulders but yeah like it does this nice loop you, you, i think you can get two hits out of it if you get it in close enough but kind of like a like a high version of the low sweep kick that a uh, guile that's what i'm thinking of from street fighter head but yeah she yeah. was she, she was fun that's why i finished the game with her I want to go back and give her a try in this, which you reminded me we didn't mention. This is a six-button game, yeah. uh, a six-button fighting game in the classic fashion of having a low, medium, high punch, though I think they call them like medium, strong, and fierce or something. But uh, we do have those for punches and for kicks, though for Kenji, which is pretty cool, his fierce kick button is he whips out a bazooka. Oh, my God. I should have played more as him. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. He, yeah. He's a ninja with a steampunky, I guess for Japan, looking bazooka. Because uh, I forgot to mention before, this is apparently an Earth where there was no Renaissance. Yeah. Or if it's we, Warzard, it's post-apocalyptic 1999. But whatever. Whatever. Yeah. There's quite a bit of Americanization going on in this well, game. Or, well, maybe not Americanization, Europeanization. Localization. Yes, just <laughs> – thank you. And then we have Mai Ling, or Dao, in Japan. That's with a T, everyone. T-A-O. It's pronounced Dao. She is a kung fu fighter, which I played a bit of her. She's the fastest character, which yeah. makes her a lot of fun. Yeah, she was super fun. And, like, her intro is so tragic, but I was just like, she's coming home from the tournament, like, I'm going home. I, I, I just blurted it out. It, it's on fire, isn't it? And then she drops everything, and it's on fire. I'm like, well, I called that. Yeah, she has her, her big old trophy at the beginning of the game. I just won a fighting tournament. Oh, God, everyone's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate how there is a different path for every character. Yeah. You do fight all the different giant bosses in different order, which there's some crazy, really nice character design. Speaking of how this game looks, it's CPS 3. It's go- It's a gorgeous looking game. Yeah. Speaking of the different paths, by the way, if you continue... Don't change characters, because you will start at the beginning of the new character's path. I mean, I think your score carries over. If you loop back to your character you were using earlier, you go back to their beginning, too. If you stay on the same character, you're fine, which you're going to need, especially early on, because if you continue with the same character, the character you were fighting will have a diminished life bar different characters have a slight amounts of regen between continues like i know it took me a little bit to get any real progress going on the uh third to last guy 
keep that in mind. You can't just jump around to find whoever works. I mean, you can do that, but you're going to have to play through the whole game each time if you do that. Yeah, I did give that a try switching it up and had to start (laughs) over. Thankfully, I was only on the first stage and had lost. So while similar to a traditional fighting game, it is more like a boss rush in a uh, a beat-em-up. There is no moving in between, you know, moving up and down in the foreground and background. I am annoyed by the experience, as I mentioned before in this, because the deep mechanic in this game is... Not deep mechanic. One of the things in this game is when you're fighting one of these enemies and you lose and you continue, the enemy's life does not refill. They stay beaten, which is just like fighting a boss in a beat-em-up. You're like, crap, I couldn't beat him. Got to put in another quarter. Got to try to beat him. Ugh, didn't beat him. Got to put in another quarter and try to beat him. And it's just like that. Yeah, I kind of wish it didn't loop back to the character select screen every goddamn time. It shouldn't if it's going to make you start over, but I have a feeling that was a way they could be like, well, now we can get more money out of them if they fuck up and pick another character. You got to learn. If you don't learn, we're going to screw you and take all your money. At the same time, as long as you continue a session, I think experience does stay across any characters you've used. So if you wanted to like just level up more than one character, you could bounce back and forth for a while on the same like set of slugs i mean you're still spending the money but you know you yeah. get, the, get the most bang for your time buck yeah but you gotta make sure you have your pad and paper there at the arcade to write down the password as quick as possible every time it pops up as we mentioned the character design and how everything looks is is really cool it's really nice when i was in high school and maybe the internet wasn't as uh vast as it is now i'd look at something like this and think this has to have a tv show in japan yeah, well, it's like, kind of it's kind of scattershot style, not stylistically. Like it's all consistent, but it's just it's all over the place, is what I mean. Well, it's because like, you're traveling the world. It's kind of tied into things, but also kind of whatever. You got your T Rex dragon, your dragon man. Although he's got fins too, no feathers. This is pre feathers being a thing, but he breathes fire. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, the uh, giant oni. I kind of wish that had been a split phase kind of thing, because I kind of wanted to fight Green Nipple Ring Man for a bit, but he just kind of turns into the Oni right away and busts out. I, I do like that they gave him the straight-up Iron Club and everything. And- I like the animation there, too, of him him transforming, which for Kenji, Kenji knows that guy or something when he goes to fight him. Like, why are you here? And then he's just like, blah, and yeah. turns into a monster. And then you've got Revenge, which is Manticore meets Sphinx meets Chimera meets hot redhead this is the whitest egyptian i've seen since gods of egypt it's pretty <laughs> bad i do like her intro scene though there where she does like pull in the power of all the different mon- the the creatures there their yeah. heads are on the wall we and got then- statues what can we slap together here uh hey, there's a bird there's a snake there's another it's a dragon snake uh there's a goat all right uh cool uh have fun you've got my favorite hydron or newell he is a squid bro he's a squid not so much a kid He's got an ammonite for a head, a lot of tentacles. The fun thing is when he wins, he's got little squid buddies that come in and like throw him up in the air in celebration. It's adorable. Yeah. It's really cute. I did not mind losing. He's got, also got like the long dong tentacle that is basically like a wall, which is kind of annoying. You got a deer. It's got the hit down up for double high jump action going on there, which you need for some of the air moves to have time to get the inputs in. But anyway, uh, there's a harpy who uh, her design is amazing. Like she's got rainbow legs and weird armor coming off the back and she leaves rainbow trails when she's fighting you and sparkles so many sparkles i love the diving and clawing moves like a bird would f you up like that it's great 
she's the first boss Mei Ling fights, and I found uh, since Mei Ling's very versatile and quick, I was actually able to beat her without having to continue, which I found myself doing way too much. There is another boss, Gigi. Too much reach, uh, really pain in the butt. Robot uh, but- sword machine. Although I, I loved, I thought this was just like an ability related thing. He changes color from red to blue. Apparently, it's just what which direction he's facing. I thought it, he was like changing elements or something. No, it's just whichever whichever he's looking. But Jeez. he's cool. He spins swords, does tornado stuff, sticks swords yeah. in you. My ink and god kind of thing going on. Yeah, his stage is cool too. You like bust open the walls. There's like golden. Uh, Statue heads hidden in there and stuff. All the backgrounds are amazing, too. Like, there's all just little touches here and there. Like, the Egypt one, there's another Sphinx in the background that's got, like, weird owl-eye titties or something going on on it. And Blade, <laughs> a.k.a. Jihad, the uh, mini-bosses were. The Chaos Emerald with armor attached. Yeah, it's the uh, guy you think is the boss. Yeah. Uh, Who, kind of- uh, for Leo, is apparently a general from his troops who's been corrupted. Yeah. Blade, okay, it's a decent enough name for the '90s, and that's like, oh, his, his Japanese name is Jihad. Now, now I see why they've changed the name. Yeah, he's got a cool like drill spear sword thing, and um, look, I mean, if it had the tip of the lance on it, it'd look cooler if it spins. But it looks like a lance that like they they, they nip the tip on it though. Yeah, whatever works. It, but his stage, um, he's on like the outer ring of the final area. There's buildings with parts are broken away. You can see clockwork underneath them. It's like a flying continent or something. Island he's such least. a pain in the dick, though. Oh, he God. Is, yeah. He's horrible. He's like Pyron levels. The move where he traps you in the mirror looks so good, though. It is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, but it's also like a real dick move to be able to freeze yeah. you for that long he, and attack you. Because like, that can wipe like at least a third of a one of your two life bars it's ah oh. it's very frustrating though he is really cool looking great design i like his shoulder gear his armor that he actually throws off dramatically though then when you continue he just has it off completely from the start which made me a little sad yeah and i think i think it's just the halfway point in his life bars when he ditches it the final boss out of nowhere smurf man he he Ramp. looks like a villain from Voltron. Yeah, he one of the I forget the the race. I haven't watched the new one. I would remind me, but he looks like Prince Lothar's like weird uncle. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. His stage his, I love his, too because there's like in the upper left. There's some dude uh, just stirring a pot of goo, and then you go to the right. There's this weird like robot dinosaur skull thing, but the ear side piece. There's some tortured soul. Looks like a shot at a the scream on it uh, it's it's ah, everything is so good but he's like he's a blue wizard dude he's got dragons they're dicks sometimes they change the metallic dragons those are also dicks uh yeah, they change color a lot and he's got snakes and throws swords through the ground and you he's fight got his poses attack yeah he throws his freaking stick on the ground and he makes snakes come at you I didn't. I, I didn't realize he's throwing a stick, but yeah. I, I think that's yeah. what he's doing. I think yeah. he's literally pulling a Moses on yeah. you. I do love that he's got a polymorph move though, which is great. Turns you into little babies. Uh, again, I was playing Tessa by that point, so her, her is a penguin. It makes more sense to me now that she lives in the ice area, even though it's up in the north and penguins are mostly from the south. But still, yeah, wizard penguin was good times. You can't really attack. I kind of wish you could like pull a little servbot thing going there. MVC two servbot. If you know what I'm I mean. start fighting being that tiny. Yeah, just tiny punches. Not very effectively, no supers, but it still would have been fun. And then he's got two forms because he is a Capcom boss and a fighting game boss. And, and it's the 90s. It's not yeah. even his final form. He's basically like a brain and spinal stem wearing a, a wizard cosplay. It's the yeah, kind it's of a little, 
I was a little disappointed. It's. I thought he was gonna like get huge and like combine with his dragons or something. Maybe he turned into like a big Ghidorah looking guy, like Mecha Ghidorah with like three heads with the two dragon heads or something. But no, he's, he his brain explodes out the back of his skull and he looks like kind of like Modok with a bigger face. Yeah, it was still kind of cool though, because like if you look at the brainy bits, there's drippies and oh, it's just. I didn't model. find it to be like intimidating design. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Again, it's like it's like uh, a brain wearing the puppet from Unico and the Island of Magic. It's not that great. No, no hat. But oh, and his dragons get beefier too. And basically, all of his attacks just get large, which is annoying. Yeah, it's just getting cheap. Speaking of Street Fighter Three, you beat it with Leo. I beat it with Tessa. What was your ending like? Well, you find out in the ending that apparently Valdol or Scion is just inert evil and when everyone in the world's just way too evil he comes around so that's basically the same as mine yeah did leo have any commentary on that though because there's like that final screen they do show leo from behind i can't remember exactly but i think it's just like he's gonna reform his country of greedia which is a terrible name (laughs) well actually that's that's his name in uh warzard so I guess, oh, well, then I don't know what the name of his country is, but in this version, it's Greedia. His kingdom is Savalia in the uh, the localized one. Not well, Saliva. That's a better name. Not Saliva. I don't know. It's pretty close to Saliva. You could misread that pretty easily. With Tessa, like, her whole ending is just like humans are garbage. Keep an eye on them. The end. I don't disagree. Oh, yeah, totally. She's kill all men. Well, that's her thing. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm this wizard. I just destroyed this evil that only existed because all of you humans have been evil enough to make this exist. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like her, her first stage when you beat um tentacle type Pokemon, when you beat him, like you, you like her. It starts off. He, he, he like grabs a kid or something. So you save the kid and the old lady who's like, what? I guess the kid's grandma and like, thank you. And she's just like, I don't care, but you're welcome. <laughs> Tessa's not even human. I think she is human, but she just doesn't care about me. She, she, she doesn't give a shit. She's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll be the squid dude. Whatever. Go home, kid. I, I know magic, so who cares? Yeah. Magic's better. And she's got cats. I told her. She got, like, I, I think one of my finishes, uh, one round, I'd, like, I just like drop kicked, but the like, cat fell out of my pants, and uh, <laughs> I got murder beans. It was great. Murder bean, the, I think it was the squid guy, actually. It's like, all right, work gets done. Apparently there's fatalities in this game. I never got one to happen. I did have a moment with one uh, boss with, I think, the first guy, Congo, where, like, he froze up. And if you do a certain special move, you can, like, cut him in half a la Samurai Showdown. I need to spend even more time with this game than I already have, which uh, I don't know if I would. I need to breathe for a little bit. It's just so beautiful to watch in action, but then so frustrating when you get near the end of the game. Yeah, another thing I liked uh, with the whole visuals thing was the fact, like, every stage you got chests that pop out every now and they give you orbs, which we were discussing earlier. We weren't sure what those beef up, but it looks tied to your special abilities somehow. And sometimes they'll just pop out food. And it's all sorts of, like, food. Like, I got bacon and eggs, I got... Uh, I got Odongo, I guess. Yeah, Odongo on the sticks. Dongoyaki. I got a wall chicken. I don't think I got any cakes. But uh, there's like, oh, there's like, a, it looked like creme brulee, honestly, or a soup. I'm not entirely sure. It was very small and yellow. Wall chicken. Um, actually, according to the original book, they're pot roasts. I got a pot roast, though, and it looked completely different. So shut up. This is Capcom, <laughs> so shut up. But yeah, it was good. 
each stage has a different kind of chest that fits that stage. Mm-hmm. Like you get towards the end, and they're all like jeweled chests. Uh, when you're yeah, fighting icy robot, chests on the uh, the merman stage. Yeah, when you fight a uh, robot dude, they're like more like urns and stuff. I didn't really notice what the Japanese stage one with uh, gets Kogo Kobadobadobo Fat Oni dude. I don't Congo like the movie. Yes, but with a K. Yes, and less uh, gorillas. The city of Zinge is real. I thought that was a nice touch that they kept those thematic as well, even though they're just kind of a, a th- like just a throwaway thing. Yeah, that half the time you're too busy trying to fight the enemy to pay attention to, and I'm not sure how the orbs worked anyway. Yeah. One thing I would like that would I think would make the experience of this game more fun is to make it more like Monster Maulers and make it so when two people play, it's not a fighting game with only four characters. It's two of you versus the boss. That would have been cool, yeah. Co-op would have been great. Yeah, and considering it takes you multiple tries to chip down a, a boss's bar, which you'd fight him sometimes and not even hit him. That's where the profanity comes out. You can check that out on uh, YouTube.com slash Negabun. Arcade yeah. Nigley. I do every... I, I play them every week. I don't get them uploaded every week, but they're there. I see them pop up in my subscription feed. They're there. Don't worry. Yeah. Before we, uh, we wrap up here, uh, the game does have voice acting. All the characters were voiced by uh, what? What's what's the word for Japanese voice actors? Uh, Seiyu. Seiyu, thank you. Uh, which three of the characters were, I guess, B C list Seiyu? Yeah. While Leo was voiced by uh, a man named uh, Daisuke Gori. Which sounds familiar, but you're going to tell me why, because I don't remember. You do know him because he's voiced such people as Mr. Satan in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. He's been in Ninja Scroll. He was the voice of Robin Mask in uh, Kaneku Man. He also, most notoriously, besides Mr. Satan, was the voice of Hihachi Mishima. Oh. In, In Tekken. Now you know why I'm saying was, don't you? He did. Yes. Sadly, while his voice was used in the 2015 original release of Tekken 7 via archive footage, uh, sadly, this man took his life in 2009. Oh, damn. Yeah. I uh, I apologize for being uh, like the most most, uh, unsensitive response there originally. Should have maybe done it at the beginning and not near the end. Let's end on a downer. But Domino Man, he finding out there was a shooting at the company's office. And now uh, that this man uh, sadly went up the street, not across it. So um, seriously, well, you, you totally, you totally made my own. He did. look fine. That's great. I had the one up to you. Rest in power, Daisuke Gori. We, I, I enjoyed playing as Leo. Though, as far as I can tell, most of his voice acting just came from, like, a generic lion roar on yeah, a keyboard. Yeah, there was a lot of grunting. A lot of grunting, though my favorite noise in the game is those tiny little squids, like, hoi, hoi, like, lifting up yeah, a hydron. Right. But beyond that, these characters, much like Capcom Never Forgets, did make appearances in another game, including your favorite, Hydron. And uh, he was actually a playable character along with Hauser, who is the giant T-Rex. They made them playable along with Kenji and Leo in Capcom Fighting Jam or Capcom Fighting Revolution, depending where you live. And to be and honest, it up. kind of sucked. You're better off playing Capcom versus SNK or something else. They do all appear in right. SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters Clash series for the Neo Geo Pocket. CFC. Chlorofluorocarbons. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom like destroying there. the ozone layer. <laughs> Are you returning to this game, Chris? I need a breather, like, after some of the cheap stuff, but basically just want to, like, find somebody who's got, like, a really high-level password, and I just want to kind of punch that in for each character to see just how advanced they get, you know, just fuck around with that a bit. That, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to return to this now, because this game would probably be a lot more fun with a full set of moves. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, the enemies, at least Why the life I bars... I think of that? Yeah, the life bars, I think it scales with you to some extent, but you still get better moves, and you have the improved defense, offense, along with, you know, resistance to poison, and also resistance to poison. I don't know if the AI gets more brutal at higher levels. If it does, maybe I will regret this choice, but I do want to do that. We should definitely give that a try. And when I say we, I mean... Pretty much all of the crew here at We Talk Games is going to be at Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, August 12th and the 13th. We'll have a booth. Kyle's going to be there with some of his cool, cool merch. And we're going to have a panel on Saturday, August the 12th at 2 p.m. And we're going to have some really cool consoles there for you to try that you may have never seen nor touched. Wiggly is a uh, a little of a secretive guy, but he's always got something up his sleeve, so we trust in him. So for Wiggly and Kyle and Johnny Capcom, but mostly Chris Nico Bun, and from me, Keith the Robo Duke. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at WeTalkGamesFacebook.com slash WeTalkGames, and we will see you next time for more Arcade Weekly Goat.